Hello, and welcome to another episode of Radio Gaga. I am your host, Jersey with the Z, and I must start with an apology. Um, you know what? I told you I'd try and come every day, and then I didn't even make my two shows for the week, and I'm sorry. You know what? Life, sometimes life just happens, and, you know, things just get in the way. Um, so, my apologies for that, um, but don't worry, today is your big RNC recap extravaganza. So, Monday, we start off with fireworks, because the anti-Trump folk are starting to ruckus on the floor, because they want to have a full floor vote on the rules changes. Um, So the way the convention works is kind of like a group of shadowy people um, get together and they vote on the rules for the convention. And they can basically be like whatever they want them to be. Um, But it's not like an everybody thing. It's just like the heads of the party or whatever. Um, So they all get together. They vote on the rules. And then those are just the rules. Um, And so what they wanted to do Monday was not have a um, change in the rules to try and prevent Trump's nomination. What they wanted to do Monday was change the rules to uh, for next election for 2020 um, to uh, incentivize states to have closed primaries. Um, because, as is the view of many, um, the reason Trump is was able to be so successful in this primary cycle um, was because of open primaries. He draws a lot of independence and a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, Democrats even. Um, and so they believe that he, the reason that Trump was allowed to be so successful and to end up winning the nomination was because of open primaries. And they don't feel that open primaries are reflective of, the party that they're not the best way to elect the leader of the party, um, which is a valid point. It does definitely has some merits, and I I kind of agree with that. So they wanted to do that, and they were shot down. Basically, nobody. They were like, whatever, and that was that. Um, s- speakers for Monday, you had um, Lone Survivor Marcus Luttrell, who give a really emotional speech and he did eventually he was kind of like f this i'm going off prompter and spoke from the heart and that was way more impactful than you know the prompter stuff um america sheriff david clark who straight up i just want to be this guy's best friend he is like the coolest guy he's a no crap kind of guy he just says what says it like it is and he doesn't care i got he was elected as a democrat he doesn't so really identifies a Republican, but he identifies, you know, as a guy who's for law and for order. He's a black sheriff standing up, telling people black lives matter is basically a joke and that blue lives matter because he is a sheriff. Um, you know, he kind of, he got a rousing applause. He brought the house down. He's just a cool, he's the coolest dude. If I could be his best friend, I would, I want to be his BFF. He's amazing. Um, him and the black delegate from California who went on and on about, like, her three sons and how they need a role model like Donald Trump. She was crazy. I love her, too. I want to be her best friend. <laughs> um, also Monday, we had Rudy Giuliani, who's failed 2012 
presidential campaign I gave many, many monies to. Still got that Rudy 2012 shirt. It's in my pile of other non-winning political shirts. Um, he was, like, super passionate. He was, like, crazy on fire. Like, kind of was just, like, a whole speech was just yelling. And he kind of tried to, like, speak to, like, Trump's, um, like, trying to humanize Trump, it seemed. Um, he kept talking about, you know, all the aid and don't charity he does for New York that he doesn't want, you know, anyone to know he does because he wants it to be done anonymously. You know, talking about how Trump's going to stand up for the law and order, how he's going to fight ISIS. You know, he's the best guy to take on terrorism. Um, you know, which is, I mean, if you're going to have a guy try to come out and, like, uh, prop up your terrorism cred, you want it to be Giuliani. I mean, the guy who brought New York out of 9-11, I mean, who else can you get to be a better spokesperson for your credentials to fight terrorism? And that's what he was there for. That was his role. He played it perfectly. Um, I mean, I, I, I love Rudy. Basically, he can do no wrong to me. I think he's amazing. Um, and the keynote speaker Monday was overshadowed. Okay. If you didn't watch it, I'm going to try and set the scene for you. So Melania Trump was the keynote speaker Monday and Donald was going to introduce her. So it gets like really dark and there's like this, just this beam of white light and like smoke coming up and like you hear, we are the champions by queen starting to play. And then like out of the smoke emerges the silhouette of Donald Trump and the crowd goes wild and he just like stands there like a freeze frame. And like he slowly walks out of the white in the shadow and then like the podium and the teleprompters rise up from the floor as he walks forward. And it's like the most ridiculously epic thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know if I hated it or if I loved it, but it was quintessential Trump. Like you could not have made a more Trump entrance if... Unless you took your Trump helicopter and landed down in the middle of the convention floor. It was just crazy. So, we have to talk about the big elephant in the room. And that is the, like, three lines of her speech that were plagiarized from a speech by Michelle Obama. She didn't write this speech. So, I don't know why everyone was getting all up in her grill about it. She didn't write it. It's not her speech. I mean, she gave it. But, I mean, is she really supposed to know that this is a speech given by... Michelle Obama when she is giving a speech in like her fourth language you know like is she supposed to be able to know this no um that person ended up apologizing and I don't know if they got fired or not and they probably weren't even the person who wrote it they were just the person who was picked out to be the fall guy be like yep you're gonna do this thanks um but I thought she was very very eloquent I thought she was very classy. She was very poised for this being like her fourth language and her first time like speaking in front of a national audience. She kind of hit it out of the park, you know. She didn't really like do the first lady job of like humanizing the president to make you feel like you can trust him as like a person. But she, what she did that I really loved was she talked about what she would do as first lady. You know, she kind of talked about the things she's passionate about and the things she likes to do, which was really cool. Because, I mean, being First Lady isn't just, you know, standing there by the president waving. Like, you know, you do get to do your own policy things. You have your own office, you know. And so it was it was nice to see what she would do with that office. You know, to see that she was not just, you know, this pretty face supermodel. That, like, you know, there's substance there and things that she's passionate about. And I thought that was really cool. Um, 
Tuesday, we had Chris Christie, who was bore. Oh my God, was he so boring? It was basically just let me outline a 10 point plan for getting Hillary Clinton in jail. And he just went on and on, like, ask, it was the same thing, like, your verdict. Like, he wanted the crowd to be the jury, and he just kept, like, shouting out facts about things, and it was a hot mess. I can't even. Um, his daughter, uh, Tiffany, talked. Tiffany's the Trump kid we never see. Um, she was kind of meh. I didn't really buy it. I don't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, but, um, I think it was, uh, Donald Trump Jr. talked. He was really poised and really well-spoken. Um, apparently, he's the only Trump that's like always been a registered Republican, so that was interesting. Um, and then Eric, when he talked, like his speech was a little weird. It's kind of like hero-worshipping, like, you know, he, my dad's my best friend and all this stuff. And it was just a little much for me, personally. I was like, yeah, no, this is getting a little creepy. I mean, it is fine, like, Trump's relationship with all his kids, like, really weird. I mean, like, they seem to be alright kids, but, like, those creepy, like, Annie Leibovitz photos with Ivanka and, like, basically saying he would date her if he wasn't her daughter. It's just weird. It's creepy. I don't like it. Um, so, um, Wednesday we had the big Ted Cruz kerfluffle. Now, I don't think what Ted Cruz said was that bad. I mean, he could have done a lot worse. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I can't fault a guy for, you know, living his truth and speaking his conscience and not bowing down to pressure. I can't. I can blame a guy for an obligatory LeBron James shout-out, which was dumb. I mean, he does correct, congratulate Trump at the beginning of the speech. Um, my favorite thing, and I wrote it down, is that America is a simple yet powerful idea. Uh, what's it saying? Freedom, basically. Like America is a simple yet powerful idea, and the idea is freedom. And that, um, you know, the Bill of Rights applies to everybody. He even like uh, points out. He says like it applies to gays and everything. Um, and th- I thought it was an, I thought it was a good speech. I didn't feel like it was super divisive. You know, I know the Trump people were there, and they were waiting for a fight, and they wanted one. And Trump knew what he was going to say, and I'm sure it got distributed so that there would be hecklers. Um, but I don't fault him for it. You know, kudos to you. Um, and we had um, Mike Pence, his speech Wednesday night also, which was boring. I like when he was like, you know, Trump's still like, you know, outspoken and loud and bombastic. They must have just been really looking to balance out the ticket. Like, true that. You're so boring. Ugh. I don't really even have anything of note to say about it other than that. Ugh. Oy vey. Um, and then Thursday, we had Peter Thiel. I think it's Thiel? The founder of PayPal, who is an openly gay Republican. Which is so cool that he was given a spot at the table here. Um, you know, it wasn't even until, like, the end of his speech where he mentioned anything. You know, it was about small business. Um, he talked a lot about, like, military insufficiencies, things like that, how we need to have a stronger military specific in, and in specific areas. And it was only at the end when he said that he was proud to be gay, proud to be a Republican, and most of all, proud to be an American. And the guy got a standing ovation, and it was cool. I thought it was awesome. I was super stoked that he was there. Essie Cup was super stoked he was there because she's a big, you know, like supporter of the log cabin Republicans. I mean, she backed out of CPAC because they wouldn't have them there. 
And it was a really, really cool moment. It was a really nice moment for the party, I think. And then you had the big dogs on Thursday. You had Ivanka, Trump's daughter, who, in a really cool move, wore one of her the dresses from her clothing line. It was a $150 dress, which was super cool, I think. I mean, she's not out there wearing, like, $1,000 dresses like, you know, Melania was or like Michelle Obama does. You know, she was wearing something she designed that anyone could afford, and it looked good. You know, whatevs. I was not impressed with Ivanka. I felt like her delivery was just very monotone. She's kind of like looking all over the place. I mean, yeah, she's never given like a live speech, but she's been on like how many seasons of The Apprentice? Like your delivery should be better than this. Um, But I mean, mostly she talked about, you know, her dad as a person, although she did seem to have kind of like a, a Ted Cruz like slam in there. When she said that she didn't consider herself a part member of any party, she just votes her conscience, which is what Cruz basically said to do the day before. I took it as like a Cruz slam. Um, she talked about how like her dad's colorblind and gender neutral, and she hires the best person for the job. And then I think we somehow ended up in Philadelphia this week because she went on this big thing about the wage gap and gender inequality and like government provided childcare, which are all like Democrat talking points. And I don't know what happened, but everyone was eating it up. And I was really confused by the whole situation. Um, yeah, I was just, she was talking about, in Trump, in the Trump organization, you know, women get paid the same. Like, this is not, like, your wedge issue. Like, this is what the Democrats talk about. I don't want to hear the daughter of my nominee talking about this completely basic, this almost baseless wage gap. Which I think is ridiculous. And it just kind of angered me. And then. We had Trump's speech. Which was. Uh, it was uh, it was an experience. Um, he said it was time for a real assessment of our country. Um, he listed. Like every single failing of Hillary Clinton's. And basically blamed her for ISIS. Um, Libya, Egypt. And all the other problems in the Middle East. Like basically saying these were her fault. Um, just. Laying all the blame on her, um, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of zoned out a lot. Um, I mean, it was just kind of like the same old, same old, you know, build a wall, you know, Muslims bad. Um, it did get there were some worrying parts. I mean, when he said that, like, I'm your voice and only I can fix things, like, that's worrying to me. When the delivery was really powerful and really presidential. But their content is just super worrying to me as a as a conservative. You know, this is a guy who is going to be big government, but not but big government in the I am in charge and I will fix the things kind of way. And that's not comforting. I find it very worrying. Um, I mean, I will not be voting for Donald Trump. I will not be voting for Hillary Clinton. I will be making sure that I vote Republican all down ticket. So that no matter who ends up being elected, nothing can get too terribly bad. Um, And then this week is the DNC. And you know, it must be nice to live in a world where, like, you don't have to take any responsibility for any of your mistakes. And, you know, everybody else just kind of pays for all your stuff. It must be nice to live in that world because that's all about, like, you know, free college, free this, free that. Like, you know what? I chose to go to college. And I knew what was coming with that I knew I would have all this debt but I made that choice and I accepted that consequence and I I can't stand I don't I cannot comprehend the idea that 
you don't, you aren't responsible for your choices. I just can't. Same thing with like, you know, abortion just because you want it. Like, you know, you made that choice. Like 90% of the time you made that choice. And you shouldn't just get a get out of jail free card. You know, um, you had some ruckus for like Barney protesters were like blocking the entrance to the convention, except for police. And they were like randomly like chanting on the floor, um, you know, because of the email hacks for the DNC, which basically revealed like the whole system was like basically rigged, just like Bernie was saying, um, to get Hillary Clinton elected, which it turns out totally true. Um, I did not get to see Bernie's speech because I was tired and I went to sleep. <laughs> um, I did see Michelle Obama's lovely stump speech of slaves built the White House. Ugh, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. Um, I don't know how I'm going to make it to, through like three more days of this <laughs> because I just can't. Last night they also kept, you know, parading out these kids of illegal immigrants like, does, is, like, ICE, like, not there, like, getting these people? I mean, no, you don't get to just jump the border, decide you live here, and then get the same treatment as everybody else. You don't. You, there are rules to be followed for a reason. Um, I just, ugh, it just makes me very angry. Um, uh, so, uh, I don't know who's on tap tonight. It'll be a surprise. I think it's Joe Biden. I'm not sure. If it, I really hope it is because I could use some entertainment. Um, but we'll have a recap of that come this weekend. And I think we're going to end the really uh, aggravating political part of this. And transition to some pop culture-y stuff. Um, Wednesday night, which I'm sure you know from the 83 times I mentioned it. I went and saw Coldplay at Conseco. And it was amazing. I really want to know what the confetti budget for this tour is. Because I swear every single song there's like confetti shot in the air. Um, and we had these cool light up bracelets that were like synchronized to the music. And changed colors. It was awesome. You know, it was they're great live. You know, it was ugh, it was just amazing. It's been a while since I've... It's basically share. <laughs> like four, three years ago was like the last time I was at such an awesome concert. Um... But she was fabulous. And so was Coldplay. It was an awesome experience. I went with a coworker and his husband. And it was a surprise for him for his birthday. And he was just so excited. And it was really cool to be able to, like, do that and share that experience. Um, but if you get a chance to see him before the end of the tour, you should. Because, you know, they keep saying, like, this is their last tour and this is their last album. So you should go check them out because they're awesome. Um, in Pokemon Go news, uh, this is my life now. These are my choices. Uh, Saturday night. So if you're playing Pokemon Go, you need to go to Pokevision.com. It's a map and like you find where you are, which sometimes takes a hot sec because it's like not very easy to navigate. And it will show you all of the Pokemon that are where you are, all the ones that are scheduled to spawn. So like if there's an, if you have an incense or if there's a lure module, it's not going to show those, but it's going to show what's around you. So Saturday at like 1130 at night, I see that there's a Dratini in like the other half of the neighborhood that we live in. I like go to my sister's room and like a scene out of me, girls. And I'm like, get in, biatch. We're going Pokemon hunting. <laughs> so we went gallivanting around the neighborhood in like the middle of the night. Trying to find all the Pokemons. And it got a little intense, I have to say. We never found the Dratini. Um, which was a huge bummer. <laughs> I wish we had found it because that would have been amazing. Uh, but we, I did end up finding a Bulbasaur. 
And then yesterday I got a Vulpix, another one. I finally have all the Evolutions. I hatched a Snorlax. Um, and I hatched a really awesome Squirtle, which I evolved. So now I have like zero Squirtle candies to get my um, Blastoise, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, it's still super fun. I'm still walking all the time. Um, it's, yeah. Oh, and I got a Magmar. So we used the map. My sister called me. She was on her way home. And she was like, you know, it says there's a Magmar. Where's the Magmar? And we find it. We spend all the time. I leave. I like run out of the house. Like, no, I need the Magmar. I must find it. And we eventually did find it. And it was like the greatest, you know, greatest get ever. Uh, so, you know, and it's, it's family bonding, you know, when else are you going to run out of your house screaming because you need to get this magmar, you know? <laughs> and yeah, so there's that on Sunday. I also went to a pre-release tournament for the new fates collide set for the trading card game, which was also really fun. Um, there's some really interesting cards in that set. Um, so yeah, you should definitely check it out. It, there's some dual types again, which I don't really understand like the purpose of the dual types, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but it was super fun. It was a really laid back kind of chill like setting, which was really cool. Um, and I, I went two and one. I lost the final match to win the extra booster pack. I had a really terrible shuffle. And I was just getting nothing, and I just got slaughtered. Um, yep, just got slaughtered. Uh, this Sunday, of course, is the release of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Uh, so Saturday night, I will be in all of my nerdy glory at the Barnes & Nobles, cloak and all. It's going to be a super fun time. I plan on buying it at midnight. I never bought a Harry Potter book at midnight because it was always too expensive at Barnes & Noble. But now I'm a member, and I, I don't care. So I'm going to take a nap after work, and then I'm just going to stay up reading it. And then hopefully find a GameStop that has a Pokemon Go Plus to buy in the morning. Uh, so expect a little something Sunday once I finish it. Um, I might record a little normal episode before I go to the release party. And then uh, Sunday once I finish reading it, I'll give you all of my thoughts. Because I'm sure I will have many, many thoughts on it from what I hear on the internet. I haven't really read any spoilers. Any, like, real plot spoilers. So, I'm going into it blind. You know, I want to kind of form my own opinion of it, even though everything I hear is, like, basically it's going to become, like, How I Met Your Mother, where, like, the last episode ruins everything that you've ex spent the last eight years doing, which I still hold a grudge about. Um, and since I don't want to really start anything, you know, before then, I've started rereading the first book of the, um, the uh, series of unfortunate events. I haven't really read it since I was since I became an adult, so it's really interesting. I think it's gonna be really cool to like get more of the illusions and stuff that I didn't get all of as a kid. Um, because I they're such great books, and if you've never read them, you should. And they do kind of get worse as they go on, but they're still really cool. They're really clever. Daniel Handler is he's brilliant. Uh, Why we broke up is a but another book of his it's more for young adults but it's hilarious um yeah he's just amazing and you should read them if you haven't um i'm still listening to hamilton obviously um i'm super obsessed with the new remix of cheap thrills by sia i don't know why i just am i'm also really obsessed with the sia snapchat filter <laughs> so i'm like taking all these snapchats all the time 
because I don't have to show my face, which is awesome. Um, so I think that's about it. I thought this would be a longer episode. I'm sorry. I've run out of things to talk about. Um, I know I'm pretty boring. Um, but stay tuned for more Democrat convention fun later this week. More Harry Potter awesome sauceness and, you know, random ramblings. So I guess until next time, I've been Jersey with the Z. And remember, all you need is Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga. All we hear is Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga.